Good evening everyone. We welcome you to the fourth episode of News Reflection. Today we are going to talk about origin of South China Sea dispute. South China Sea has long been rich in natural resources. The various explorations have revealed that there is abundance of natural gas and hydrocarbon reserves. The islands of South China Sea can largely be grouped into two island chains, the Paracel Islands and the Spratly Islands. The South China Sea dispute refers mainly over delimitation jurisdiction and administration over the islands, reefs and shoals. Since ancient times, South China Sea has been used for purposes of communication and transportation like any other sea route. The history of sovereignty disputes in South China starts in the 19th century with the introduction of the European practice of dividing all territories above the sea level between states enjoying full sovereignty. For long periods, trade through the South China Sea was dominated by junks from port cities in Middle Kingdom. Income from long-distance trade contributed to sustaining a range of powerful states like Sri Vijaya and Champa. The ships passing through the region were taxed which served as a source of revenue for the rulers of the region. There have been historical instances wherein the emperors in the region have authorized plunder of the shipwrecks. Today, such plunders are used as arguments to claim sovereignty. From 8th to 12th century, traders from Sri Vijaya, a state controlling both sides of the Malacca Straits, dominated the trade in the region. Chinese commercial and naval shipping went through new periods of expansion in the 12th to early 15th century. It was during early 15th century when the Chinese emperor ordered an end to the building of ocean-going ships. This invited other countries like Japan and Korea to explore opportunities in the region. From the 16th century, new trading ships arrived from the far west, coming all the way around Africa. Portuguese, Spanish, Dutch, British, French and other European merchant companies invested in their naval and maritime skills to tap into the regional trade and profited from it. They also brought local products such as spices and ceramics back to Europe. The lucrative spice trade was dominated by Dutch in the 17th century. Coming on, in the 18th-19th century saw a decline of European and a temporary resurgence of Chinese shipping, but then the British and French arrived with their fearsome cannon boats. This provided power balance in favour of Europeans, who established a colonial system and introduced the modern concept of sovereignty. Many of the South China Sea disputed nations claim their sovereignty over the sea islands, reefs by referring to archaeological finds and ancient documents, like China and Vietnam claim to have discovered Chinese objects and Vietnamese objects respectively in the South China Sea. It has been found that ancient mapmakers were not aware about the broad passage between Paracel and Spratly which is now a main route for maritime connectivity from the Indian Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. So far, we have understood, maritime power was volatile, hegemony in South China Sea shifted from many states, the passage between Paracel and Spratly wasn't used by the ships. Moving on, in the 19th century, the British constructed Singapore as a port city. 
they launched the opium war against china and acquired hong kong as a colony great britain was the leading merchant power in the era to match the power of britain the dutch merged many of their possessions into a larger state which is called as indonesia in present times the spanish strengthened their hold on the philippines towards the end of 19th century with japan winning the sino-japanese war in 1895 and usa winning the spanish-american war of 1898 japan and usa came in as powerful countries by now you should be aware of the external power of south china sea which are britain netherlands japan and usa in 1902 japan and britain formed an alliance however in the 1920s japan came out as a diplomatic loser at the naval conferences dominated by the three western countries which were britain netherlands and usa the result was emergence of an asianist ideology and military expansion by japan now this entailed a crisis in the south china sea the western countries decided to strengthen their position and fight the japanese expansionism now this is very important the colonial powers brought the concept of territorial sovereignty to the region and also the concept of freedom of navigation but those colonial powers made a distinction between land and sea according to them land was to be divided into territories with proper demarcated borders and the sea was open for all except the narrow band of territorial waters along the coast the colonial concept in suit china and thailand they were keen on protecting their coastlines but with influence and trade opportunities they did sign international treaties demarcated borders and delineate territorial waters there were new and accurate maps being drawn which showed parcel and spratly distinct archipelagos The oceanographic expeditions were sent to survey the two archipelagos. The findings were that these archipelagos had been inhabited by the nomadic fishermen. British ship captains gave the islands British names such as Bradley. In 1877 the British Crown claimed the island formally. This was probably the first time that any modern legal claim was made over Parcel or Spratly Islands. The Parcel are larger than the Spratly Islands and more of a strategic position along the shipping route from Singapore to Hong Kong but no state formally claimed the archipelago until the 1930s. If you can recall we earlier said that Japan was strengthening its military and expanding its base. Soon Japan invaded Manchuria in 1932 but all along the 1920s Japanese were exploiting Parcel and Spratly Islands. but never legally claimed them now with the fear of japanese expansion france claimed the spratlys and the parcels the frenchmen started mobilizing funds for the erection of lighthouses in 1890s in the islands but french government didn't find it worth the cost and effort in 1930 to 1933 france claimed the spratly and the parcel japan protested to this and in 1939 established a military presence in the spratlys in 1940 japanese forced the french to leave spratly islands and started the construction of a submarine base be said that during 1942 to 1945 the south china sea was a japanese lake it is the only period till date when one power controlled all the countries around the south china sea
In 1945, large US fleet launched devastating strikes against the coast of Indochina and Taiwan. During this same time period, states got independence with the colonial order and started as individual states with their own ideologies. With victory of communist in Chinese Civil War, People's Republic of China was established in October 1949 under Mao Zedong. This sparked fear that communism would spread to Asian countries. Now in the context of this topic, it is interesting to notice that till 1960s, China did not develop a capacity to project naval power beyond its coastal waters. USA, being a leading naval power, was to prevent the spread of communism. USA didn't support anyone's claim to the islands and no one could challenge US naval power. The main aim of USA was only freedom of navigation in the South China Sea. To put forth another country claim to the islands, the Republic of China sent naval expeditions to Parcells and Spratly in late 1940s to set up sovereignty markers and establish their presence. This was also put by them by publishing a dotted U-shaped line on the map encompassing all of the South China Sea, now referred to as a nine-dash line. It was in 1951 at the San Francisco Peace Conference, Japan decided to abandon all the islands in South China Sea it claimed to. Now, since Japan relinquished any claim to Taiwan, Spratly and Parasil, these were all claimed as part of China. With discovery of oil and oil surveys being carried out, many nations begin to take interest in South China Sea. The Southeast Asians begin to be tempted and this pushed the concept of exclusive economic zone at United Nations Convention of Law of the Sea, which accepted the 200 nautical mile limit for exclusive economic zone. This was ratified by the disputed countries in South China Sea. In the next three decades, Chinese built its economy and military extensively. In 1995, the Chinese built an artificial island on the mischief reef in Spratly, very close to Philippines. In early 1996, when Taiwan was all set for its first presidential election, China launched a few missiles. To this, USA gave a strong message to China that it would not tolerate any interference or restriction on its maritime activity in South China Sea. The expansion of ASEAN bloc comprising of 10 countries, Brunei, Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Malaysia, Myanmar, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand and Vietnam, majorly all the countries claiming territories in South China Sea. China decided to resolve the dispute bilaterally. Over the years, China has been aggressively militarizing the South China Sea. In 2013, Philippines decided to take the disputed Scarborough Shoal issue to the Permanent Court of Arbitration. In 2016, the Permanent Court of Arbitration ruled in favor of Philippines and said that the nine-dash line is incorrect. It stands illegal and China has been damaging the marine environment, the corals, sea turtles. But China has refused to follow the Permanent Court of Arbitration verdict. In the recent weeks, China, Taiwan, Vietnam and Philippines have increased their military activity in South China Sea. China has been constructing industrial outposts on artificial islands it has built in disputed waters of South China Sea. 
The dispute seems to be unresolved with nations claiming parts of South China Sea. China claims whole of the South China Sea using 9 line as the mark. Vietnam claims sovereignty over the Paracel and Spratly Islands. Philippines asserts ownership over the Spratly Archipelago and the Scarborough Shoal, while Brunei and Malaysia claim sovereignty over southern parts of the sea and some parts of Spratly Islands. India's stand on South China Sea has been neutral. It maintains that the problem should be solved following the United Nations Convention Law of the Sea mechanism. However, it has been suggested that India should be assertive and dictate terms otherwise it won't be far when China would control Indian Ocean through its naval bases. This is all for today's episode on origin of South China Sea dispute. We hope that you found it interesting and don't forget to follow us and also you can give us your feedback on our Instagram page News Reflection. Thank you once again.